Real quick, some plugs and ways to contact us. Debatablepodcast.tumblr.com. It's our blog, perfect place to stream and download the episodes. Of course, we've got links to iTunes, too. Facebook.com slash debatablepodcast. Go over there and like us. Leave us questions and comments. If you'd like to email us those questions and comments, debatablepodcast at gmail.com. And we are debatablepod on Twitter. I'm still Mr. Greggles, M-I-S-T-E-R-G-R-E-G-G-L-E-S. You can still send us correspondence through there. But debatablepod is our new Twitter. You do know how to spell debatable, don't you? I hope at this point you do. Matt and Megan are friends of mine from high school. Uh, they have their own geek obsessions, so that's why I wanted to have them on the show. Um, Megan is a book nerd, and she loves The Sims. Uh, Matt and I share uh, a certain love of film and video games and comic books going back to uh, sophomore year when I started hanging out with him. Uh, it's an interesting situation. I didn't really know Megan uh, as, a, as a friend or hang out with her in high school. Uh, Years later, she got married to Matt, and I think that we have a really good uh, relationship now. I think uh, my my friendship with Megan kind of blossomed out of that. We have a very good sense of conversation, and it was always important when we started this podcast that uh, to have Megan on there eventually. Uh, I was actually really pleased that the both of them uh, are on this episode. Originally, it was just going to be Megan, but having them both on, there's a certain sense that you get here. We don't solve world hunger. We don't figure out all the world's problems, but Matt has a very particular uh, opinion. He's always been very opinionated. He lacks empathy. Uh, He has some very conservative values, but um, there's a lot to love about Matt. Matt has an opinion, and very few people um, share it as uh, openly as he does. Um, It it leads to a certain level of, of argument. But at the same time, uh, knowing Matt uh, has been very fruitful when it comes to talking about movies, video games. He's always comes to he always comes to the plate with uh, a, a, a good opinion. He never comes to the plate really uninformed. That's what I'm getting at. So today on the podcast, we talk about. Uh, book adaptation to TV and film, mainly uh, Game of Thrones, I think we throw around. And then I think the meat of the podcast is talking about gender roles, uh, females in video games and um, comic books, the female image. Um, I think we talk a little more about video games than comic books, but I think it's appropriate because Anita Sarkeesian's uh, Feminist Frequency has recently uh, be blown up on the internet. She's been doing this uh, Kickstarter project, and I think she just put out her second video, kind of exploring the tropes of women in video games. And uh, we, we touch on very similar themes in this podcast. Uh, she has come under fire, Sarkeesian has, um, and as well as people agreeing with her. And I think that uh, in this podcast, though we don't really come to a solution or even uh, a, a, an understanding, I think there's still, you know, some, some reserved... Uh, feelings uh, from all sides. Um, But I think that that's kind of the uh, appropriateness of 
of what Sarkeesian brings up too, that there, as much fire as she gets, you can see that there are people that don't buy what she says. And I think that, uh, Matt is, is one of those people. Matt is uh, the type of person that, that takes a, a, a gamer's side and doesn't really empathize with, um, what what he would consider uh, over analysis, or even um, you know uh, he's a he's a chivalrous person. So when he's approaching media from being a chivalrous person, I don't know if he uh, automatically agrees or empathizes with the role of the female in it, like for instance Megan does, and of course I do. So. I am happy that we were able to put this uh, out there as a podcast. I don't think that we had to come to a solution, but getting as much as we could out of it, getting an opinion, getting opinions, strong held opinions out there, um, even though we might have butted heads about it, I think that that's a reward in and of itself. So, A lot of talk about that today and um, a special little surprise at the end of the podcast. Uh, I think this probably impacts more my friends and and uh, that uh, that group of friends from from high school that we still hang out with Matt and Megan and everyone. Um, But I think most people know now uh, for the national and international listeners, get ready for a surprise that probably doesn't impact you at all, but it's good to get it out there in the world. That's all today on the Debatable Podcast. Matt, 
mm-hmm. a good friend of mine from high school. I met you. Um, I, I met you even before I knew you. I had heard stories about the Matt Stokes um, from our our mutual friend. Tim. What an intro! What an intro! There you go. Matt and Megan are married, and they were. Um, how did you guys know each other in high school? Did you know? Through- I met Megan through my best friend at the time, freshman year. He inter- they rode the bus together, and we all had the same lunch period. So that's how he he introduced us. He was like, "Oh, you got to meet her. This chick's great." Right. Yeah. So we've known each other since we were thirteen, but we didn't start dating until twenty. Not my fault. Not my fault. So and. <laughs> but you guys came back to being in touch with each other because of Salisbury. Yeah, and um, after he left Salisbury to go to College Park, I came back down to the Bowie area for an internship. Uh-huh. Happened to run into him at. Borders, ran up behind him, did my normal hello, which is shoving my knee up his ass, and his thought... Why don't you do that anymore? That's not how you say hello to people. Well, now it's more of a little crotch tap. It's a little, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, knee up the ass, and what do you know, years later, he popped Mm -hmm. the question. There you go. Maybe. How romantic. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you dated, he just showed up and said, hey, remember me? It's been a while, my butt still hurts, Mm -hmm. marry me. (laughs) It was pretty much just like that. It was awesome. I think that we three have a good um, feeling that we're we're geeks, we're nerds. We have obsessions. Absolutely, yeah. Matt, Matt, no. Whoa, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Obviously, I'm the coolest I, I, one. The yeah, yeah, we're sitting in his man cave slash basement, and it is wall to wall. The incredible video Hulk. game stuff, comic book stuff. You uh, know what? Warhammer stuff. I don't want to brag or nothing. I just. I mean, I'm kind of a guy. <laughs> like, sportsish. Oh, can, you, stuff. can I tell you, you know? a sports thing real quick? Oh, funny thing? Okay, so earlier this week, <laughs> Matt decides um, that he's going to buy a Caps jersey. I want to point out also right. the day that they lost 5-0. to zero. So, good job, Matt. Never buy a jersey again. So he bought the jersey, <laughs> and a couple of hours later, he gets a call from BB&T. And they're running through his account, what he recently <laughs> bought. And he can't figure out why. So he actually talks to a live, you know, an actual person. And they're like, oh, did you make a, a call, you know, a purchase from NHL.com? He's like, yeah, I got a jersey. And like, oh, okay, yeah, you're fine then. So my husband goes and buys a computer later on this week. <laughs> More no expensive than a jersey. <laughs> they don't call. They don't care. They're good to go. But yeah, he maybe buys it's, maybe one NHL, thing sports related. Is NHL, oh, the one thing that will make you stay, not sports. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Have you moved into that phase of your Kevin Smith life that now you're gonna wear jerseys? Or well, no, I I was getting into hockey and oh, like, and then I was like, I got the Caps jersey with Goon on the back, mm-hmm. so it's his glat and it's sixty nine, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's, that's awesome. awesome. You know, I was like, I'll get that because I kind of like the look of them. But yeah, maybe I am getting into my jean shorts and and uh, hockey jerseys. Yeah, you'll get into. On the plus side, he's not balding. No, no. And not we're nowhere near pothead. Yeah. Eh. yeah. No. Yeah. No. Let's not do that officially. Uh, <laughs> the thing about Megan here that I like so much is that you and I, <laughs> not just the tits. Oh. Sorry, Matt. Never is, mind. Matt is ready to kill me. No. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we have good conversations. You're a good conversationalist. Well, thank you. And you're you're good around people. It's really hard for me not to like just answer one word answers now. <laughs> no, no, are you really conscious of it? <laughs> no. I brought it up earlier that I had a guest, a former guest, that was very hard to come out of her her shell, and now Megan's conscious of but it. For the joke, I just kind of like <laughs> you're a good conversationalist. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> 
appreciate it. <laughs> Whereas I feel like Matt, who's a really good old friend of mine, um, we can bust each other's balls, and um, there's a lot of um, Matt can be a prickly pear when it comes to his <laughs> his opinion. So if someone says one thing, to say that Matt can be uh, what's what's the word um, difficult, uh, difficult devil's That's advocate. The way of saying it. Yeah, he can he can definitely pull your card and and always I don't know and not not a naysayer all the time but sometimes yes I uh, totally disagree with you. <laughs> negative Nancy <laughs> on the other hand I feel like uh, regardless of socio-political leanings uh, Megan and I do have very good bond conversationally you're good you're just good with with Talking to people, engaging people. I good with words. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just enjoy. It. I'm empathetic, so I can understand where you're coming from. Right. Unlike Matt, who is not. He's I not know. empathetic. No. I've I've like lost all empathy for anything. You're very cold. It's a shame. And and logical. Logical. You're very much, well, from yeah. his point of view. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's he's like a robot. He's becoming more and more like a robot. My wife's you. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Does not come. I think we found the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, let, let's let's talk real quick about your obsessions. We just talked about Matt's obsessions is definitely similar to mine. What, what, what are your obsessions though? You're very much a. I'm a reader. reader. I read pretty much anything I come across. Uh, earlier this week, I was telling Matt the ending of How I Met Your Mother, and Matt turned to me. He's like, "You've never seen this show. Why do you know the end? Why do you know who the mother? Why is? would that even matter to you? <laughs> because I read everything I come across. So the internet is just just absorb it. Ridiculous to me because I can spend all day kind of following the breadcrumbs from article to article to article, and there goes nine hours. Yeah. Um, I work really hard. Please don't fire me, Matt. <laughs> yeah, so, but, it's a, but you are an avid reader. You're an avid reader. Uh, that would probably be my biggest for nerdiness, I guess, mm-hmm. for qualifier. I uh, feel like at some time we're going to have to, when, at least when I'm up, want to tackle Harry Potter and, and Game of Thrones. Those are yeah, two of your favorite series. And even though it hasn't happened yet, I'm sure by the time this airs, Season three will be over for Game of Thrones. Yes, right. I'm sure it's excellent. I'm just going to continue sure, with that. Sure. I'm not even going to do sure. spoilers. Can you believe that that happened, happened? in the penultimate I can't episode? Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the show? It's going to be yeah. amazing. Every, everybody's Stop. waiting for that moment that, really? that have read the books or know about it, right? Yeah, and then everyone who is not, they're going to have all their friends turn to them at the end and be yeah. like, what? Yeah. What do you think? Do you yeah. think. I bet it doesn't even happen. Shut I bet up. it doesn't happen. Don't even yeah, they just bubble. push it out. They push yeah. it to the next one. It's gonna be like the, the opener of season four. <sighs> I mean, we're we're not even we're not even uh, uh, we're doing more than not step around it. We're just not even mentioning it. Do you think it's a bigger shock in your opinion than Ned Stark dying? It will be. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, no. And, oh, no. I mean, it wasn't for you. Not for me. No. Well, hold on. Can I? I threw that book across the room. But can not I that Matt's a naysayer. Mention something that's <laughs> shown up. Can I mention something that's shown up in the previous episodes? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So well, we're recording this on May nineteenth before tonight's episode. Yeah, before tonight's episode, and uh, Roz, the the prostitute yep. who's you know kind of was working with Varys and Littlefinger and etc. Yeah, you thought she was going to have kind of a, a more of a story arc, and sure, she, she meets the Varys in the next episode. Done right. for you know Joffrey's snuff film right. that he did, but um, so it's one of those where you think people have these long story arcs, and I can't mention what's gonna happen, but man, I can't wait, and mm. we'll go from there. Yeah, but that's how all the George, the like all the Game of Thrones books have gone, where you really think somebody's gonna be like, oh, this great character, it's right. 
There's all this cool stuff. It's like, he's the here. What? Roz is just made for the show, though, right? She's not in the books. Nope. So, I, you know, I think that she served pretty a pretty interesting purpose to to illustrate Littlefinger's c- kind of chaotic yeah, evil. Yeah, but I, I think I think even more so with what they did with having having Roz and then having Joffrey kill Roz, kind of shows how Joffrey, awful Joffrey is. Yeah. Like oh, right. they don't have like in the books they talk about how Joffrey basically you know had Sansa beaten, stripped naked, and stuff right. in front of. The, the, and like laughed at and, and they they can't show that now in the TV series so it's like they got to show really how awful this kid is mm-hmm. so I think that's just a good example because like her character at least you know is adult enough for them to show sure. what they're jump showing. in real quick so I just read because I read everything a uh, thing about Daenerys I guess Amelia Clark is her actual name uh, not, not going to be any more nude scenes yeah. which is yeah. very upsetting because yeah. her ass is amazing yeah 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 yeah, I think uh, once the first season ended and it, it had been received so well, she, I think that was part of her bargaining chip. She was like, well, I got one of the, you know, everybody's spotlight. Uh, a large part of season one was yeah. on her <laughs> and her nudity. Oh, God. But now her, she's her like... Her ass is yeah, fantastic. Sure, Good for sure. her. Well, I mean, that that's the other thing. They're not, you know, she doesn't have to be nude, but they'll probably put her in, you know, a very thin drape, you know, yeah. or something. Which is actually what Matt normally wears <laughs> in the house. I do. You're currently wearing, what What do you call this? It's I'm like wearing, a Jedi robe. It is a hoodie bathrobe, and it's the all the rage. It actually was Matt's, and I stole it. And it probably is a good ten pounds. It's super heavy, but so. But it's warm. awesome. You're you're walking around with a blanket on, really. Yes. Well, you're walking around with like a Jedi blanket. It is. It's awesome. And if I'm tired of talking, you, I'm just gonna flip the hood up. <laughs> Done. But it's uh, I guess I guess it's a good segue of talking about uh, something that we really enjoy at, at least uh, with some, with few criticisms, Matt, from for for Game of Thrones. I, I I do remember you saying how it's moving too fast in the first season. And I still feel still, that. Still feel Still, like with every with every season, I feel like the season the books themselves like there's so much material in yeah. the books yeah. that they need to be split up. Like, yeah. just have two seasons per one book. Right. I think you can get a lot done, and you can really have a lot more of the intrigue and mm-hmm. try to. But then again, like from another point of view, it's like I'm thinking of this from like a story story point of view. But if you're thinking about it from like just production wise, it's still a lot to produce. Yeah. You Ten know, hours, like, a lot of compression from the books, especially as the books become longer. Yeah. yeah, it's like I get that, but that's still my major complaint. Like I feel like it's it's you jump through it so quick in the TV show that you're like, who are they? Right. You know, I, we're Megan was looking at something online and they showed um, what's his name from the the twins, Walter Frey. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, we haven't seen him yet. And she was like, yeah, we haven't seen one. Right. I'm like, what? Right. No, we haven't. Yeah, that one episode. You know, but like, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, they they go through so much stuff in, even in per episode. It's just, it's too quick, I yeah. think. And like, the, not that it's bad. Yeah. It's not that I like really hate the show. It's just that there's so much to the book. I'm jumping there's, in here. There's. What do you think about previews? Like, you know, next week on Game of Thrones. You know, next week on I, Castle. I, I fucking love them. Do you? You know what I hate? Previously on, that's what I hate. Okay. Oh, because they tell you what character is like, probably going to come yeah, back. Yeah, hate yeah. a previously on yeah. whatever show. But I love what's going to happen next week because I have a shitty memory. By the time next week rolls around, I don't remember. 
I have kind of but a I love, like getting excited. I kind of have a love hate relationship with previews and trailers in general, mm. because a lot of them do give away too much, and they hype you up sometimes to a point where it could never match your expectation. Um, previews on shows are weird because uh, you guys, do you guys watch Mad Men? No. no. So the previews on that, they don't even do previews that are about um, story or plot. They just like do little talking heads or little snippets of, of dialogue and show some characters moving and everything. It has no like th- narrative through line. It's just like a best of that episode. The editor was like, take it from, it's like arbitrary, take it from 10 seconds in, 3 minutes in, blah, blah, and just slam it together. There's, there's no preview. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get other shows that are like Lost, where the preview is heavily. It might even be spoiling something coming that's, next week. That's or, why I get yeah. that's I get excited about what's happening next week, and then I'll forget what it was. But, right. But my what I absolutely hate is the previously on. Yeah, they do like, that thing. Don't, yeah, they do don't that thing. pull back. That happened two yeah. seasons ago. Yeah. Now the guy's back on set. Yeah, yeah. I've been noticing that a lot on uh, on this season of Game of Thrones too, because uh, who who did they bring? Oh, you know the first episode of this season when they brought uh, brought um, uh, the Onion Knight. No, the other the um the other guy with with Daenerys um with uh, that the the Kingsguard. Are you talking? Oh, you're talking Kingsguard. about um, oh. um God, we suck. We suck at <laughs> Game of Thrones. This is the worst podcast. Uh, Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan Selmy. Barristan Selmy. Yeah, with that, they, he hadn't been there since that first season where he was let go, and all of a sudden they're like. Why are they? Guy? Why are they calling back to this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good segue considering we're talking about adaptation. <laughs> Do you guys feel good overall that that adaptation's done well, or is it done majority of the time poorly compared to the original material, graphic novels, novels, whatever? I I take it on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, there are a few books where the movies were better okay um Shawshank Redemption okay is one of them I think that the book was excellent it's a short story novella or whatever excellent but man the movie takes it to another level right and um flushes it out Wizard of Oz that book sucked sorry movie's great love the the book love Mm -hmm. the movie but um there's a couple ones where I'm looking forward to it like Under the Dome will be starting in late June right I'm not even sure who's Who's doing that? ABC, CBS. Hey, we need sponsors. Um, anyway, uh, so I don't know really know who's doing it, but it looks like it could be a pretty good adaptation. But I've been burned before by yeah. Stephen King adaptations. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like got a... <laughs> he's got a... Uh, as far as his books being adapted, he's been very uh, ups and downs. Yeah, hit that miss. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I never read Wonder Boys, but I heard that the the movie adaptation with Michael Douglas was better. I haven't seen that one. How about you, Matt? Do you generally find that that adaptations are, are worse considering you 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 and I definitely a, a certain phase where we watched video game adaptations a lot. They were becoming popular. Yeah, and, and even still, like, there's uh, the most recent one I've watched, I don't know if you've had, was the, like, Halo Forward on to Dawn. Mm-mm. The, like, web series they did where they, they put it on Netflix. Like, I watched it the other night, and, it, like, I thought it was good, 
you know, like my, I guess the worst part about it when I listen or watch a movie that I know is made from a book that I know uh-huh. is when I know when stuff's different or off, like right. they're like things, even like little things that I find important on there. And sometimes can be like the end of like, be like, oh God, they ruined it for me because, you know, like Game of Thrones, for example, it's cause like they're, they're skipping over stuff and they don't have the dire wolves. And I'm yep. like, oh, the dire wolves are so cool. Right, right. Who doesn't want to, you know, jump inside their dog mm-hmm. or have it, you know, rip somebody's face off? But it's one of those things where it's like there are little there's sometimes it's little touches that can ruin it for me right. when it comes to an adaptation. But most of the time, I haven't really been that disappointed. I mean, is the most important thing to you with an adaptation that they get every plot point from the book in there or from no, just the major the plot source? points, but like. It's the major plot points and the little subtle touches that seem to get it. Because, like, I'm trying to think of a good example on there. Like, um, you know, like, there there are movies, like, if you're talking about video game adaptation movies, you can talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. And, you yeah, know, yeah. like, if I watch that knowing that it's what the movie is, I can still enjoy it because it's, like, a crap movie. Yeah. But it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, that's... That's sticking with Mushroom right. Kingdom and whatnot, right. you know. Right. And, and that seems like a dumb comparison, but it, you yeah. Know. But even Super Mario Brothers, as bad as it is, um, I wonder what they could have done with that book because the the story of Mario Brothers as a as a game is not incredibly in depth. Well, so that's that's also it's the thing that gets me. Like, if you thing. look at older video game adaptation yeah. movies, like they have a lot less to work with than mm-hmm. what they do now. Right. But now I think it's I think the the people that would go to see it are such avid about wanting certain things uh-huh. into it, you know that would be would cause the problem. Like it's if you're talking about like they're talking about I saw the other day on Kotaku that they're bringing up the Gears of War movie again. Right. That somebody's talking about that. Well, it's like well if they do that they probably won't have Delta Squad which the games are about. And then I think people are going to be upset that they don't have it. But you're not going to find somebody that's going to represent. Delta Squad the same way the game did, you know. So it's you're gonna be upset regardless. It's got to be something different. Right. Destiny, their their dog has joined us. And she doesn't have much input. Say. Yeah. What do you think of adaptation? I'm a dumb dog. <laughs> yeah. so mine is I I agree with Matt that having uh, the major plot points yeah needs to be addressed, but also I want it to be done well enough that the person was not read the, main, the source material, yeah. isn't going to turn to you and go, why did that happen? Why is so-and-so with this person? I don't understand. What do you mean there's a time-turner in... Well, here's a, perfect, here's a perfect example, because as I am... I haven't even finished it yet, the Harry Potter mo- movie series with Monique, but as I'm watching them, uh, as someone who hasn't read any of the books, I feel like there is some shorthand with the book readers that those movies do that yeah. that people don't pick up on. I didn't have that problem. Like, I haven't read the Harry Potter books You had books a couple where you turned to me and you were like, why are they doing this? Well, no, yeah. I did that because, like, you're you're always jumping in with be like, oh, well, no, they should be drinking butterbeer or they should be doing this. You know, it's like, Hermione knows all about blah, blah. And I kind of be like, okay, well, now, like, now that Hermione I've watched the movie a couple times... No, but I mean, like, if you watch the movies a couple times, then you start seeing, like, where, well, this doesn't really make a lot of sense, right. you know? I, I just, I, I did feel, especially, 
Hmm. What's the uh, is Prisoner Azkaban the third one or the fourth one? I think it's the third one. Mm-hmm. The third one. It might have been the fourth second one. Is where Robert Pattinson dies. Right. Spoiler alert. Right. He doesn't die in everything. No. No. Oh, he's he's undead. Undead. <laughs> they broke up, by the way. Oh, I read everything. Oh God. Up. Yeah, Matt's got a chance to get with Kristen Stewart. Finally. Oh my God, Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> Um, no, I, yeah, there were several times where I turned to Monique. It's easy to follow, but there are parts to it that, um, I guess my personality of watching it, I want to, to know what that is. That one glossed over term that she threw away that means something like it It's back. magic, Greg. Yeah, God, yeah. get over it. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's magic. Um, yeah, but, uh, I think that that's true. I mean, adaptation, that you run into trouble, I think, if you don't make it um, viewer-friendly, where they can get into that world and they can understand the things that you, as a, as a reader, love. Or, well, do you have a problem, you know, with the amount of things that are cut and condensed to make a movie or a TV show uh, affordable, budgetary, sc- scheduling-wise. Like it, Game of Thrones, we talk about. Yeah. And Game of Thrones is such a vast source that yeah. obviously they had to cut things. And I think if it's done well, I don't have a problem with cutting things. Um, but I kind of want people to stick at least to the main storyline. Right. Let's say True Blood. Um, it kind of followed the main storyline for the... F- for the first book, for the first uh, season, and then the second one, it was like, oh, that person was gonna die. Never mind, we're gonna keep him around because he uh-huh, right. writes well and also great character. But up a couple different things, and now they're off doing something with fairies and all sorts of crap, and I've stopped watching because I've just lost interest, and I'd prefer to continue with the books, but yeah, it's gone downhill. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those I'm like, all right, Alan Ball, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, get your shit together. Right. Um, could you at least follow the source material? I mean, that could be pressure beyond him, too. That could be HBO saying, you know, we're growing I think too. that's just him. You think so? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the industry insider, Megan Stokes, just blew up uh, True Blood. What about you, Matt? You feel like that that you have... Do you think that the ones that you don't like, you have more of a problem because they cut this, they cut that, This your favorite no, part? Or... No, uh, like, it's not, it's not that I dislike it because they cut something out of it on there, but, like... It's it's one of those things. It's how they do it, on there. Like um, I I, I give an example because it's fresh in my mind. Was the Ford on the Dawn thing? You know where they're talk. It's like it's like a Halo movie with a very low budget. So mm-hmm. it's not. It's like a little bit more budget than probably like an independent movie because there's a lot of special effects stuff in it, but not enough for it to be worth it. So like, the entire movie when when they do show the Covenant, they don't really show them. They're all they're like shadows in the distance and mostly the lights. But it does well, like, because they make them like, oh, well, these are scary monsters coming to get right. the people there. So it's it it it's like it's how you adapt the source material versus, like, what uh, it's it's you know like if you get the major plot points and you, it's done right, I have no problem with it. You know, even if it's like, oh, they missed out a point that I really liked about the the books or something. It's like I can still enjoy what it is and still want to keep watching. But if they if they just don't do it well enough. And it, that's kind of like a broad statement even in and of itself. And it's hard to say, but it's like per thing. You know, like the Harry Potter stuff like was fine for me. I haven't read the books and I enjoyed all the movies. Like we've watched all of them. I didn't have any problem. Like the first times watching through, you know, like this little subtle things on there. Like I didn't pick up. I didn't care about 
didn't matter, but it didn't ruin the movie experience. It wasn't like, oh, this is an insight to the book, Pete readers. You know, I wouldn't care about that. Right. Are you more forgiving of uh, of video game and comic book movies, or do you feel that you're harsher on them because they have more to fulfill? They need to, like, be more slavish to, to comic book and video game fans' expectations. I think I think I'm harsher with the video game idea of it versus like the comic book idea of it. I want to jump in real quick. Go Matt ahead. is also harsh when it comes to voice actors for comic okay. book movies. Right. Uh, for, for like the animated things, he really prefers certain actors for certain roles right. and cannot watch other ones. Right. Yeah, I have a, like I have a hard so time a with, with anything with like Batman that's not Kevin Conroy. Yeah, right. On there or like what is it, Tim Daly that did Superman yeah. on there? Yeah. You know, like I, I have a hard I'm like, ah, that's not them. That's not Batman to me or that's not Superman. You know, like I get I get upset when I don't have Fred Tatascore being the Hulk. And stuff. When it's, does that come? Does that come from the the years of watching like animated and anime stuff? Well, and, no. I know the 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 issue with the Batman Superman just comes from growing up with right, it. You know, like right. when we were we were like twelve or ten or twelve. You know, when the first Batman cartoon came on and it was Kevin Conroy. He yeah. did it for years. You yeah. know, so you go you go five years listening to this is my idea of Batman, especially right. in comic or in like TV show form, like in voice actor form. So now it's like. If I don't hear that, or you know, it's maybe something like a little off. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really want to watch it right. on there. It just doesn't seem right to me. Right. So uh, back to it. You 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 think that you're a little harder on the video game stuff? I am. I think it's um, cause like comic book stuff. I mean, to some of it, you you know, like you look at it and you're like, well, it can't be done. It can't be done in a movie idea unless they do it like as an animated movie you know like a live action movie you're not it's it's going to be harmed hard to fill like you know thor covered in lightning bolts or you know hulk breaking a mountain open or something like that it's just gonna they can't do it you know so like if it's an animated movie it's a little different but live action you got to be forgiving you got to understand that they they have a limitation to what they can do but provided it can still be good video game stuff to me it's I don't have a good reason why I'm more critical for it on there. And, uh, like, I don't get it myself, but I totally am. Like, the whole idea, like, if if it's... When they were talking about, like, the Halo movies or the Gears of War movie or anything like that, like, I was so... It has to be, like, adherent to the certain source right. material. Well, the perfect example that's in my mind is... And I don't remember how you thought of this movie <coughs> was uh, the first Resident Evil movie. That I thought com- it was horrible. Completely divergent from the well, like, video the, game. And the thing that got me was like, you know, when I saw the trailers and stuff and I was thinking, I was like, okay, well then Mila Jovovich is going to be Claire from Resident Evil 2, but they're going to have it in Resident Evil 1's mansion, but then it's nothing like that. Yeah, it's a and fake app. It's, abs- it's, yeah. it's this complete, the, we're using, it's, they're using Resident Evil as like source material for, okay, there's zombies yeah. and there's uh, the Umbrella Corporation. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and so it's, I don't know. And I, came like I a, can't believe they made like six or seven of those Yeah, movies. it became this kind of like techno virus uh, movie. It was so divergent from even the, the source material of the sequels. And they, they had, they had like a treatment of the script for the first movie that I read, yeah. you know, a while ago. And like, and even then, like that was off from what the video game was. Right, the George Romero one that you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's the George Romero one where it like... You know, like, they talk about Chris Redfield as, like, a Native American, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, they've got, I know Megan doesn't know, she's rolling her eyes over here. I, but, just, I winced. You know, but they have, it's it's like, it, but it's very often, he's like not a cop, he has nothing to do with it, right. he just kind of like he's stumbles upon sad it. sad about pollution. Yeah. Yeah, you know. He's, <laughs> he's always crying. Got the little tear. He's like, oh, zombies. <laughs> you know, but like, there's, there's things about it that I, I thought were like, okay, well that's a little off, but like they take place in the mansion. They have, like, I think he ha- even had the scene with the giant snake and... You know, all the other stuff. And I'm like, well, that's... I think I would have liked that better. But the first Resident Evil game would have been an easy movie to make. It is. You know, like, if they just stuck to the source material added, they'd have to add more dialogue and stuff. But, I mean, like, it's not... It wasn't so difficult that they... That it would be... Not be able to, like, be produced. Like, they wouldn't be able to create the sets, design it for it. They wouldn't be able to have... A few zombies here and there because that's what the game was. Yeah. Like it was. I I wonder. Like I haven't heard a good uh, reason why they went in that direction, but I wonder if they were trying to get away from uh, house horror movies around that time. I remember that there've been a lot of house horror movies. Um, throughout the 80s and 90s, I mean, Evil Dead and stuff like that. I didn't know whether they wanted to get away from house horror movies because Resident Evil really is kind of like you're in a mansion uh, and and the zombie outbreak becomes a thing. I don't know how wide the, the yeah, but spectrum like, could be. When you're playing through Resident Evil, like a lot of it, you, you get you get to the labs later in the game. Right. You get, like, right. But a lot of it was just figuring out the puzzles and having to deal with a couple... Right. The tenseness yeah. was there. I mean, it's obviously a haunt. It's almost like a haunted house. Movie. But I mean, like, if I I think what it would have been interesting, and maybe a lot of people are going to disagree with me, is like if they had done the Resident Evil movie, like the George Romero script writing of it, if they did it with like the stationary cameras where you still can't see everything, uh-huh, like right. the game was set up. Right. I don't know if that would be good or not, but like I would think that'd be kind of interesting, yeah. or at least a funny kind, throwback. kind, yeah, kind of. Uh, Locking down the way that we would see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like it's you. You only get. It's not that like would be the, a nod to the players, though. Yeah. Not like a not like a found footage thing. Like yeah. oh, this is security cameras picking right. everything. Just like you know, every so often, just having it be like when you're looking down one hallway, the camera sure. stays way in the back and sure. watch the characters walk off, or uh-huh. you know, or hear the zombie shuffling, but without the camera moving or not even being a close up on the person. Interesting. I think that'd be kind of a neat thing for them to have done, but. You know, none of that was in the movie. Interesting. Uh, by the way, I hope none of our listeners are reacting like Destiny, who's over here just snoring and sleeping. I hope that we are at least a little entertaining. <laughs> We're off today. It's a, it's a busy day in the life of a dog. It is. Um, Good you... question, guys. Go ahead. How long do you think you'd survive a zombie apocalypse? Me? No, I'm out. No? Dead rise? Psh, kill myself. You couldn't even no, lift done. a gun and done. kill your neighbor? To kill myself. <laughs> done. I cannot handle this shit. I am out. It would be too it, much for you? It was, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. Megan's like, oh, uh, oh, there's some sort of awful, awful disasters happening. The end of the world's coming up. Nope, out. <laughs> what if it was like an outbreak, but someone found the cure the next day? Well, <laughs> you would be done. great. Well, I'm <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm out. If something crazy has happened, I'm not talking about something where I could possibly escape and maybe let's go out Midwest for a while or something. I'm talking about the dead arising and shit speaking, is hit the fan. Speaking of uh, Stephen King uh, adaptations, have you seen The Mist? I still have not seen The Mist. Okay. No. Have you read The Mist? Yeah, forever ago. Okay. Th- I know it's different. The- I know the ending. Okay. 
Can I point out that what here's how I handle horror movies? Say what? Here's how I handle horror how movies. How do you handle it? I go to Wikipedia or IMDb. <laughs> and I, I read the plot and I figure out what's happening and then I may or may not watch it. So, so I, Wikipedia. No, see, I I've not been able to get Megan to watch a good horror movie without like knowing. The last time I did it was we watched like The Grudge on T or was like on DVD. And she spent half the time in the kitchen. I pace. I pace. You know, she she would like come in the thing, be like, "Oh, there's a thing. Oh, I, I gotta go." Yeah, so, there's a thing in the kitchen that's gotta get done. So you need to have some <laughs> some knowledge of it so Absolutely. that you can. Absolutely. So I can basically be so one I know step ahead. Yeah. Okay. And then what I do is I end up having like basically cover my face if I'm not able to walk around. What about Paranormal Activity? Didn't you watch those without? Yeah. No. No, I had a problem with that. I looked it up. I looked up on, Ugh. and then I looked up Paranormal Activity too, and she didn't watch it with me. I watched a part of it with you. Yeah, but like, you didn't like sit and watch the whole movie. Fuck that noise. And, so, um, so really, you don't want to deal with the unknown out. with those, right? Out. Okay. Done. <laughs> and if you're lucky, I'll try not to leave too much of a mess. I feel like I'm out. I don't even care. End of the world as we know it. <laughs> well, how long would you guys survive? Well, longer than you. Yeah, yeah longer than you, definitely. Well, I'm just saying, think about it, because you're in an apartment, you're up a couple floors, so that's a good thing. Sure, sure. You know, But we, we have to stay at our location? Well, I'm saying, where would you be? You'd be at work? I mean, we... Uh, you're probably at home, right? I think that it would still end poorly, but I think that we would probably <laughs> survive. I mean, you have options, okay? Matt, fighting his way home in the beltway? I mean, let's think this out. Where would you sure. spend your time? Sure. Well, I mean, there are advantages and disadvantages to the mall grocery store idea. I think that's where everybody would go nowadays. So you'd have to fight for your food and for your survival. I think that if you have some sort of firearm proficiency, you'll last a little longer than than other people. I have none, but I can make this happen. Yeah, but, you know, all you need is one trigger. You don't, yeah, I have you one don't care about it. Well, uh, it's, if they're fast zombies, I'm effed. But if they're slow zombies, then I can be fine. But wait a minute, the 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 cornerstone of slow zombie movies is that humanity fucks it up. So wouldn't you get into an argument with your neighbor or something, and you forgot to look behind you at the the pacing zombie and get up on you? That's a possibility. I mean, like, there's still the risk that you're gonna be like, oh, that guy's shuffling around. Oh, he must be drunk. (laughs) What a what a character that guy. Hey, Bob. You know, but you don't. Like, it's one of those things. You know, I I don't know if they're fast zombies. If I gotta outrun somebody, you know, that's not happening. It's like I can out maybe outdrive them by, yeah. at best, but yeah. But then you have to worry about fuel. Yeah, I no. think it all. En- I think it all ends the same. That's the problem. Whether you last a week, a year, ten years, it's gonna end badly. Eventually. Well, what if they had a like zombie movie where everything like ends with <laughs> flowers? Yeah, true. There have been a couple that have ended on we found relatively a safe high, place. Yeah, relatively high notes. Yeah, relatively. We found a, sound, a safe place, but uh, that's not the the modern sense of it. The modern sense of it is that you're fucked if there's an apocalypse. Yeah, so why even try? Yeah, Out. exactly. Out. Exactly. But then again, I think what that's... if for the next day they <laughs> they find a cure? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> And I, I mean, I also, I, I worry about everything. Like, whatever I read, I'm like, oh, no, now I need to worry about, you know, electromagnetic yeah. pulses, EMPs, you know. Yeah. Megan, Megan's Shit. got a survival plan for if I leave her in the woods like she's a dog. Yes. Or, like, take her out to the woods and be like, okay, you know, the campsite's over there. I'm going to go get something ready in the car here. I'll be back in a minute. Well, I, couldn't <laughs> I could not fall asleep one night, so I was like, what would happen? How would I find my way home? 
So I was like, well, first off, I'd love to see if I got my purse or my phone or whatever around me, you know? And then I'd listen because I'm assuming we'll be in Maryland. You're only so far away from a highway. True. Sorry, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're not that right. far away. Right. So listen for a fucking highway. So I had my whole plan picked out. And I told Matt this, and he thought I was absolutely crazy. But you know what? I'm prepared. I still think you're absolutely crazy. There are doomsday people that live their life making bunkers. I would be that person if I was not so lazy. Have you seen that show, though? Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They build it. And and the thing to me is that they do waste a lot of money making sure that it's stopped. And no one ever has a passing grade. They're like, you're all going to die, don't worry. Really, I just look at it as that's their hobby. Yeah. You know, like, we waste a lot of money on video games (laughs) and movies. Podcasting and video games. Because people care about our opinions. But no, like, I I just, that's their hobby. It's a little weird. Let Mm -hmm. it go. Who cares? You know, so they so the guy's teaching his right. family to shoot everybody. It's like, well, it only it's it only matters if it goes bad. You know, the the difference that you're presenting with this hypothetical Megan makes you think make, makes could make one think that there's a difference between females and males. Are we gonna start in on that? We're gonna. Let's go. Is that not? Let's is that go. not good? Yeah. Is that okay. not good? Uh, I feel like one of the things that I've been. I've been witness to a couple times, uh, but apparently it's a much larger and deeper argument between you two, is sexism in media, video games? Video games, comic books. Comic books. How women are perceived, uh, and also how men are perceived. Can we admit straight up that regardless of what it is right now in 2013, that at a time women were... No, I think even today, I think, like, this is the thing that, that kind of is funny about me and Megan arguing about this, is that it's like, I agree that there is sexism. Okay. Like, I even agree that there is sexism in the me- in the mediums and stuff, and I know exactly what she's pointing out. I just don't care, I guess. It's like, it's, I don't see a problem with it. Do you think that, do you think that video gamers and comic book fans like us at our age uh, have that ingrained that sexism or do you think that we're so conscious of it that we we don't we don't uh, we don't get offended by it or we don't latch on to I it? don't think we even notice it I think a lot of the times we a, don't notice it is that a good or a bad thing do you think it's ingrained in us no no I think it, I think it's a bad thing I'm not like disagreeing that sexism isn't a bad thing but the thing that no the fact that we don't well, pick up on it is one of okay asking. It's like it's not. I don't know. I guess to to kind of get into it, it's like my argument has always kind of been. It's like the what we're talking about, what we're addressing the sexism in is is very much a male centered media to sure. begin with. Sure. On there, so like if you're talking about comic books and video games, it's very male centered to begin with. Yes. And that being the case, like having it be these, you know, they, a lot of it talks about male power fantasies about like yes. guys want to be in power and they want the women to be hot and they want to, you know, all that. And I, I can see that. I see big where that's coming big from. Big boobs but, like, and big guns. Yeah, but like, but then that's what I'm saying. Like, if the medium's directed towards men, but you act like women are a niche market. You know, like that's what it is. No, it's, I don't. It's, it's this disregarding. Well, hey, this is a medium that existed just for. Adolescent boys and, and men in their twenties who grew up. Do with you or take Do you take yeah. offen- offense to what they label as female games? Uh, yeah. I'd be My honest. Little Pony. Yeah, because like because it is a little ridiculous. And mm-hmm. the thing is, you know, uh, 
look at The Sims. That was going yeah. to be called Dollhouse. Right. And so uh, they t- told Will Wright, hey, that's actually considered too effeminate, blah, blah, blah. And we want this to appeal to both, me- you know, boys and girls. Right. And um, so they changed the name to something that would be gender neutral, essentially, mm-hmm. The Sims. And it, it sold quite well. But I think it would have sold poorly if you had called it Dollhouse. Sure. Because would you have picked it up? Sure. M- most males, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things where I think labeling a game one gender or another is hurtful for the, the for sales. Mm-hmm. You know, why not make it gender neutral? Why not, you know, try to get but, both sides? Because why not sell the most? I mean, you hate capitalism. Well, see, but the thing about the thing about that kind of an argument is, you're if you're having a game that's if. The whole point of your game is to go out and shoot stuff. Like, blow it up with grenades, shoot it up with bullets on there. It's one of those things where that's that's not stereotypically a thing that you think women want to do. I think, and I think that's not, I think it's fair to say on there that, like, a lot of women don't generally want to go out and blow stuff up. There are the ones that do. I don't have any problem with that. But it's like, it's... But it's, it's as if those women should not be addressed. <coughs> You know that's that's my thing, and, and I don't. It's I just I don't get it. Like I don't see. Well, isn't there a problem, Matt, with with considering it, uh, considering uh, something traditionalist? And I know that you're a traditionalist person in a way that is 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 chivalrous and and old fashioned, and you have a good. Um, a good stance in how you're supposed to respect and appreciate women. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that when they're portrayed in video games and and comic books, that it's more just a, a sexual temptation, more uh, the use of, of women as damsel in distress? Uh, well, placeholders. See, placeholders. Here's, here's the thing that, about that, like that, that generally seems to be the center of my argument. It's, it's, it's not that... It's not that I don't see that that can be viewed as sexism. It's not that I don't see that that's could be that can be an issue for women bringing in the media. But like, there is media that's directed towards women that like I j- that does the almost the same thing. It's like it, it's a different type of fantasy. Like the whole Twilight series. I've brought this up with Megan before. It's like the Twilight series seems to be a very female centered. Me, it's very female centered medium. It's very much a female fantasy versus a guy's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like it's not like if it was the guy's fantasy, then Edward be running around knocking bitches out. You know, be like, what? You're Voltori? Pow, right in the face. You know, like it's going to be. You lose points for knowing Voltori. Yeah, no, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm married. I don't have to. What do I to impress anybody else for? I'm going to get fat. I don't give a crap anymore. But I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not. It's this. You got the strong, powerful guy that women like, but the sensitive side that you know the caring. Even though it's creepy that he's watching her sleep in and all this stuff, but well, it's, women fucking dig that shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's you have medium that's centered towards women, and you have medium that's centered towards men. I don't think that there's a problem with having it be, you know, I guess set for a particular audience. I don't see a problem with that. If everything is becomes just this kind of like grayish everybody needs to be included in it 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 loses some of its value i think it becomes like it, it you you can only have it be so much then. Okay, so one of the one of your ideas is that so one side does it therefore it's okay that we do it on our side something something along those lines that, that the women have this no, chiclet th- that this these their female fantasies and that, those are marketed just towards women right. and so therefore it's okay that the, the video game or comic book or 
whatever genre has their male fantasies and they're marketed just for men. Am I right? Kind of. I mean, like it's it's. I think to clarify it a little bit, I, I think I think it's fine to have. I think it's fine to have it. I to have a medium for men and a medium for women, and I think it's fine if they have both. But it can't always be both. But don't you think that a <coughs> video game uh, should be able uh, the video games appealing to anybody and everyone should be able to have women should be able to have their Buffy. They should be able and also that it shouldn't be. A question of masculinity or femininity to want to play this game because you're not just playing in the role of a male protagonist that views women a particular way. Uh, to to say that it's <coughs> I don't see any problem with that. You know, for a game or a game company to decide to do something like that is perfectly fine with me. Okay. I think Mass Effect as a game is sure. a good example of it. Sure. Where it's like one side's not too overdramatic. You can be either man or woman, play yeah. through all three games. There's, you know, romance options in all of them. You can even finally in the third one, you can be gay. Mm-hmm. Like, all that's perfectly fine. I like that. Mass Effect is actually one of my more favorite games. Yeah. The thing is, is that I don't see a problem with them designing if they want to make a game with big guns and big tits or if they want to make a game that's like you know i don't even know like my little pony or something you know like if they want to do <laughs> for some reason i had this terrible visual of a pony with big tits okay well but i'm just saying like it's if they want to do that i don't see a problem with it like right. because they're i don't see that there's a problem when a a group or a company decides purposely to appeal to a certain audience I don't think it should be required that they have to make everything super inclusive. My, my thought is, you know, like, so you don't have a problem with if, if for the female characters, the only outfits they give their, her provide no protection and basically just covering up nips and badge. Uh, you know, that would be everything that covers. And like, that's I'd be fine the if they didn't cover those at all. Of course you would, but, but we're not on that. That's a different discussion. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think that he does bring something up, though. There are okay. We're not even getting into the comic book part of it, which is another conversation. But in video games, he does bring up a very important point that recently more more games, uh, not Grand Theft Auto, but like Saints Row, uh, Mass Effect, several types of games where you are uh, Skyrim. Yeah. You can pick. Fable. Male, female. Yeah, you can p- pick a male or female, and I don't know if I wouldn't say I wouldn't characterize the stories as purely male fantasies either. If you pick a female, there is, um, it, it's not just a masculine quest. There's there's stuff in there that's that's uh less than just the quintessential male fantasy. I mean, you're the it's, hero. I, I agree. In these, I think but... I think it's getting better. Yeah. You know, and, and Mass Effect is something I, I point to with pride. Like, you know, yes, I get the idea. You know, uh, the female shepherd isn't having a strategically ripped right. tank top. And, right. and, you know, that sort of shit. Right. Uh, and is treated with respect as a, as a character. And <clears throat> the, thing, the problem I have is with video games is the outfits are ridiculous for yeah. women. Uh, much like, say, the poses on comic books are ridiculous when it comes to women. But then again, I'm fucking at fault. Because if I, I play Fable 2 and Fable 3, I slut up my cl- character. She is right. wearing the skinniest, tightest little skirt ever. And I'm like, 
Damn me. Yeah. Damn me, I'm yeah. a horrible feminist. Well, what, but, why, why, why do you do that? Because I... Well, at first off, Fable 3 outfits sucked. But anyway, so Fable 2, um, because I can. And that's that's it's the well, playing around. It's interesting. Same deal. I slept my characters up. It's interesting, though. I no mean, if you're, if you're playing through uh, an analog of yourself, and you look at games where males can create their own characters, how big they are, how muscular they are, blah, blah, blah. Very often, they're not creating what they look like. They're oh, yeah. creating what they want their character or them themselves to look like. So if you are playing it through from the point of view of being a very sexy, empowered fe female, and you want to dress her like that... Like, how is that? How is how is that necessarily sexist? It's yeah. playing playing through an analog. But that's that's one of my problems is the fact that, uh, and I'm fully at fault for this. The fact that I will always go for the sexier outfit. And it's like, god damn it! Why wouldn't I just get some good looking armor that doesn't have boob plate, you mm -hmm. know, right, on it? Right. And and which, like I, that's one of my best things about uh, Game of Thrones. Brian's art armor is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's perfect for her, and it's perfect for. To show how female armor would be yeah. or something, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I, that's why I have problems. Is I'm fully at fault for going and putting on the sexy outfit for the, the character, and it's not something I would wear. I'm not that type of person, as evidenced by the fact that I'm wearing a hoodie bathrobe mm -hmm. right now. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're playing the game, you want your character to look good. That's yeah. true. So that's true. Either like, it, you know, like a ball gown, which is my <laughs> one of my favorites, is when they're wearing ball gowns. Like, eh, I'm going to the store. <laughs> but I mean, like, but that that's part of the thing. Like, when you're playing a game, when you're playing like a representation, like you don't want, you don't want the schlub of characters to be your main character, unless you're generally, unless you're doing it as a joke, where yeah. it's like, yeah. uh, a guy can play Mass Effect through as like a bald guy with weird facial hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like because uh, he's the hero, you know, but it just looks stupid and makes you laugh. That's I think fun, the, I think the problem is that for males playing something, okay, from the perspective of something that's being forced upon them to play, that being in those universes, whether they're a playable character or an NPC, uh, pardon the derogatory term, but males don't want to play a girl who's dykey. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, there's a, there's a term. A, that we <laughs> there's a fear. <laughs> there's a term. No, 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 but I, I say that instead of lesbian because... There's uh, a preconceived It's got idea. a preconceived of notion of what, what they look like. Yeah. Lipstick versus... Butch. Right, butch. Yeah. A butch is better. A butch female, they, they, I don't know if many men, they want to be attracted to the thing that they are playing. Yeah. In that, I don't know, that kind of brings up like Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider that's yeah. come out. I don't, yes. know if you, I don't know if you've played yeah, it. Yet. I played it yeah. Okay, well, like, it's, it's like, there's parts in that game that they're talking about, like, as being very controversial as, like, the almost, like, rape scene and yeah. one thing where I know it's referred to, and but they are like, oh, it's not really a rape scene. And you can kind of take it either way. But, I mean, like, playing as that character, like, that, to me, like, it was, that wasn't the scene that upset me in the game. Like, that, you know, actually, when playing the game, the only thing that kind of made me feel like, oh, that's awkward, was when when they're literally beating the crap out of Lara in one of the cutscenes, like they're, you know, punching her in the face and, and going, that's the thing that got me more than anything. But it's, I still think like, well, if, I don't know, it's like, 
you can you can empathize with a character regardless of what they look like, but you're more than likely it's like when it comes to your medium, you're not going to want them to be ugly. I think there's a question of exploitation here too. My thing is, in for for instance, in Watchmen, you have a character, the comedian, who's beating the shit out of a woman, mm-hmm. and in that in that movie and even in the extended edition it goes on even longer and even more violent Mm -hmm. if you relate that to the idea of uh the people that say we should be on an even keel that the sexes should be equal that violence towards the sexes should not be uh afraid of it shouldn't be taboo whether it's towards a female or towards a male it gets into another conversation about that when we relate how long an exploitative scene it it can be considered exploitative whether it's a rape scene comedian beating up uh that woman an extended thing Suspected, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, something like that in a video game where a woman is being beat up, but she's a strong woman. She's a woman that if you are considered, if you're trying to be on an even keel between the genders, that violence should not, you should not be like, she's a woman, don't hit her. That's almost a sexist idea. Uh, it is. She's a human. Don't hit her. That's what it should be. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, but see, like, I would not. I personally would not have any problem if it was like a male hero that got the crap beat out of him. I'd probably laugh at the game. I'd be like, ha! All right, now. But I it's gotta, almost ingrained. now I gotta get revenge on these bastards. That's almost ingrained in our society because you're also saying the, yeah. the same thing that says don't beat up a woman is the same thing that says. I have no problem with this dude getting beat up because you've gotten used to it. It's it's ingrained in everything we. But there, there, you're you're saying this like as if we should just start moving towards like that. There should be no differences viewed between male and female. Why do you feel? What I'm saying is, why do you feel Lara Croft being beat up is the uncomfortable thing? That you're feeling. Oh, for me, shouldn't like personally, she, yeah, like she shouldn't. shouldn't for, she no, it's not. It's not like. It's not like story wise. I don't think she should have been beat up. It was just one of those things, like, like hitting a woman's not on my radar of things to do, right. and it's not I one appreciate of those things. it. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like <laughs> I really I I could never imagine myself really doing like I can imagine myself breaking stuff out of anger, but not punching my wife. On there, so it's like, but it, so like that kind of thing, like, like I just, it's, it does not occur to me. I don't like the idea of it. You know, there have been times where I've scared Megan, not intentionally, but like just the reactions of those. It's like, kind of makes me on very aware of you know what I'm doing. You're talking about verbally or just your body language. Oh, like he might get like, upset with a video game or something, and you oh, know, and like, and so I. I get tense and I'm like, oh, you need to calm down. Right, right. Gets, you're putting it to a different level than it needs to be at. Right. So, I personally don't think it's at a different level. But you, well, realize, you, never you realize it, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, so you never kicked to... a game console into your TV, though. Have I've you? never punched through That's one either. That's reserved for future police officers of, Bo- of Bowie City. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that... <laughs> but, like, there's there there are things that... You're right. I'm more old-fashioned about that yeah. I would see... Like, I see as being a problem... Versus where, like, well, if you're trying to be even about the sexes, that you know, you really shouldn't see that as being a problem. Because the thing that I but pres- there, like there, when it comes to like, I don't know, when it comes to the sexes, like, I think I don't think there's a problem with there being viewed as a difference. You know, like, but see, my problem is your empathy that we just said at the beginning of this 
is not, is not as much as Megan's or no. other human beings. Uh, <laughs> you're very, you're very logical person and you obviously are a smart enough individual to, to say that that the difference there can be arbitrary it doesn't mean anything if you're a human being made of flesh and bone really what you're approaching it is uh, we need to protect this group because why because they're the weaker sex uh physically i mean physically weaker they can't they 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 traditionally would not be the ones that would be able to get the upper hand in a fight. I'm not even sure might. what you're asking. Well, I'm saying, okay, if your if your empathy is not is not there in most cases, and your logic is, you're a very coldly logical person. There's a right and a wrong. Uh, don't you think that it's kind of wrong to have a label on a group of people? That says that they aren't on even keel, be it violence. No, okay. no. And, and that's not because, like, it's not because I feel that they're beneath me or something like that. It's that, that there's... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Right, it, it, it's the, the even keel thing of it, like, doesn't really make sense to me. Because there's, there's nothing that's ever going to be 100% equal amongst anybody, even peer-to-peer, you know, like put me next to another guy there's there's differences but, there but like i think you acknowledge the strengths and weaknesses but you're everything. not but hold on but are you saying that it would be a uh, a case by case basis based on the woman or are you saying women in general gent- gentler they should be put on a pedestal they should be protected from do i personally feel that yeah okay i do Okay. I like and it's it's I know it's a it's a generalization it's an overgeneralization sure. like I totally understand it sure. you know but it's it's also like but I feel like that's not a bad thing like okay. meaning like I don't I don't see it like I guess Megan's going to disagree with me here but like it's it's one of these things like I like I I can see like physically I would say you know you'd want to protect your wife on there or you'd want to protect you know your girlfriend or you'd want to protect the women or on in that and stuff if if you're talking about it like that, but like there's there's sides where like I can see women being much better at than men, and you know, and like they are generally tra- traditionally domestic roles, well, but there are other things too, like as far as being empathetic. You well, know, how like, do you feel playing Lara Croft? When how you, do I feel when you play that game? Do you even register that she is a female except for that scene where no, she's like, getting beat up? No, like, most of the time I register that she's a female, but, like, I don't play her any different than I'd play anybody else right. in the game. Like, right. you know, like, when I play video games, I generally, whatever I'm playing, I play aggressively, character-wise. So, like, I'm, if most, if, He's if not I... not trying to sneak around. He's like, whatever, and just runs in. Yeah, you know, I'll, and, like, it doesn't matter to me that if I'm playing a girl or a guy like in the game that has no difference to me whatsoever could not care less but when it's like the cut scene when i have no control over it mm-hmm. and then i'm just kind of watching it as a spectator that's when things i would say have a little bit more difference that because like if i'm running in and, and like trying to you know punch somebody in the face if i got hit for it well it's like well that happens that so really to me i'm trying to figure out what is the what is the argument between you two do well, you feel that it's 
Who needs to go buy milk? Oh. <laughs> several arguments. What's the argument about, about this? Because obviously what you can't get by is Matt is a certain type of person, mm-hmm. an old-fashioned, traditional dude. There are good good and bad things that you can say about that, you can be critical about, but he's right. There are a, a lot of good things. You, I'm sure that you appreciate yeah. the good things about so that. Our, our argument when it comes to the idea of women and gender and stereotypes in yeah. video games and comic books comes down to Matt not seeing it as being such a problem as I do. And then the okay. other thing is Matt hasn't had to experience certain things where other women have where if they get on Xbox Live, if you happen to have sure. a female name, sure. if you happen to have... Sure. Uh, and Ooh, look, there's a girl playing. There's that. So they get sexist uh, remarks. You get yeah. uh, sexual remarks. You get people who are immediately going, well, you're not a real gamer. You're a fake gamer, right. girl. Right, right, right. You And then you have to establish your cred, which right. I think is fucking ridiculous right. because there's you know enough. what's going to happen? You know, you're going to hop on... Hold on. Excuse me. You're going to hop on... Yeah. What? <laughs> you're going to hop on Xbox Live yeah. and you're going to see the first name up there which would be, well, I don't know, let's say, you know, Big Gamer 69. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You're not going to go, that guy's never played a game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's only doing it to impress his boyfriend or to yeah. get free food, money, whatever the fuck yeah. people yeah. think they do. Yeah, so, I, I, Matt, you have not experienced this because you mute a lot of people, but if you look at certain blogs... I'm unfriendly. Where, you are unfriendly. <laughs> you, if you look at... There's certain well, blogs out there where they actually have, you know, the um, videos or they keep the transcripts. Um, there, there's a... What you're, what you're relating is probably the absolute worst-case scenario because doing any sort of shit talking but any sort of com- communication in multiplayer games has been shown to be extremely racist extremely sexist people think that there's an anonymity there that they it don't have like to worry about ridiculous like that's that's the thing like i think that's just the anonymity of the internet acting up you yeah. know like meaning like but she's also right because if you came in there with a female name if i came, that's a pinpoint if, if and i came even, in there with a female name yeah. And everybody started like talking Samantha shit. Samantha fifty eight. You know what? I would I would not care. Like the way I play, it's I mute anybody yeah, anyway. But so but, just f and ignore it. Well, well the thing you're is, not people, the majority yeah, either. Other people want to talk to other people. They want to talk to their teammates. They want to say, okay, well, I'm going to go over here. We're trolls. Don't be a you're not a troll. But the majority of what we're talking about, where she feel, where where women would feel out of place, is because of that trolling yeah. nature, that racist but yeah, nature, but that go sexist and nature. Just do a, you know, some searches, and you'll see some really obscene and explicit shit people have said to women and it's yeah. not like they have names that would make you think oh they're looking for flirting or whatever right. it is it's absolutely something along the lines of you know Elizabeth 12 or whatever you know 2013 there's nothing there but people make it there and the other issue I always have is that you have to explain your geek cred People yeah. start asking you, well, you know, right. you you obviously are only right. doing this to get attention. Right. It's You're wearing this, stu- you know, wearing yeah. this video game shirt, and you never played. Right. <laughs> you didn't I realize Ben Freud is a girl. There, well, fuck yourself. There was but, a t- there was a time, okay, just r- relatably, there was a time debatably. <laughs> Sorry. If you said, um, if you looked like me or you looked like Matt, and you said that you listened to rap music. That people would be like, huh? What? There was a time. And we're getting to the point now that it's almost like, oh, he listens to rap music. He listens to whatever Which music. <laughs> he listens no, to... I want to make that there. clear right he, now. He listens to w- whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 
we are getting, I think, to a point where there's less of that taken aback, like, uh, uh, surprise that women play video games and what type of video games they play. But it's not so much it's surprise. Still there. It is. It's not so much surprise. It is immediate defensiveness. Yes. The fact okay. that you know, oh, you're only doing this to get attention from a guy, hmm. and that is something I think is ridiculous. And the ones who say that are the ones who normally end up bitching on Facebook about how they're such nice guys. How could they not find a woman? Uh, All they want to find is a woman who plays video games. But the second you talk to any of right. them, it's on the mindset of, you know. What do you mean you play this game? You haven't played this game. You know, and they are quizzing you on it. And it's ridiculous. And same thing with uh, comic books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I haven't come across it so much when it comes to just uh, books themselves. But comic books or uh, video games, certain movie uh, genres, you know. There is is kind of a a snobbery about what women would be into. And if they are into it, it doesn't compute. Is what what I think. I mean, after this podcast, I'm going to go watch Twilight for the fiftieth time. But you know, that that says nothing about me. (sighs) But uh, (laughs) the the thing about it, though, like the the gets me about it is like, you know, if you want, if you really want to be part of something, sometimes you have to fight against everybody that's going to be the naysayers on it, and you just kind of have to kind of deal with the shit for a little bit and work past it. You know, like it's one of those things where like it's. The, the biggest thing that I guess that gets me about that argument is, is like, I understand there's a lot of dickholes on the internet, you know, and there's a lot of people that are going to be just being trolls, just being shitbags, being racist, being sexist on that. Ignore them, get past it. You know, like, get past it and get yourself established and let other people... Pull yourself up by your bootstraps as a white male between the ages of 18 and 45. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what it is, man. That's kind of what it is. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, it's like, I don't know. I don't. I think this is where your empathy, uh, lack of empathy hurts. Because... Yes. Probably, yeah. Like, like I no, I agree that I, you know, I do not give a shit about yeah. other people. But see, then, because but, it's, because it's, it's cold and logical, I can respect it because it's, it's logical. Because I'm, uh, you know, traditionally what males think of, they're, that they're logical. Uh, no, but uh, I think that, that the problem is that the lack of empathy makes you unable to appreciate other people's problems I, like hers no, or I, like i it, can appreciate them i just disagree with them like but you don't like, disagree with them you admit that they're there yeah, but, that's, he feels but the you thing just say like, get by it should not be a problem he no. feels that you should just move you say past get that. past it and yeah, it's kind like, of, meaning like with with what megan's saying it almost seems like there's no resolution to it it's like, oh, why are there guys... You're just saying, like, why are people being assholes? Well, people are assholes because they're anonymous. They can be assholes. But they're, what like, changes it is catering towards women and not really, not being like, oh, they're a niche market. They're not going to play video games. So let's put more females in the roles where they have clothes that fucking cover them. They are not seen as uh, a placeholder, as a sex symbol. Sure. as they, they have actual value, which sure. is, you know, as they are in society, have actual value to society. And have games and that people have to play those games you know not nope. have to but i'm saying but you know these are games people would buy and th- that would actually help because you know what if we have a kid who happens to be 13 and she's a female i don't want her going on xbox live right now yeah absolutely not and you know what i don't it's, it's full of scumbags there's a way that they need to be monitored there are there well for i wouldn't care if we had a 13 year old that wanted to play a 13 year old girl that wanted to play xbox live 
I wouldn't care. You know, like, first off, right now, it's like, as Greg mentioned earlier, we're at the beginning of when, you know, things are starting to kind of change here. You're talking about, you're, you're saying that you don't, you want games to have more of a, I guess, a non-stereotypical female role, or that you want them to be not just sex symbols or placeholders, and I think we've got that. We're getting that we're now. We're getting there. But, but that's that's the yeah. thing. It's like, you can't, you can't be... I don't know. It's like you're you're mad at something that hasn't reached the problem fruition. with the problem with saying um, the world is horrible. Uh, you can't do anything about about it. Try to ignore it and move on. No. Is that that's what all the stuff that you said doesn't make up for. All the n words that are said. Mm-hmm. All the slut. You're a slut. You're a slut. You're a bitch. Um, oh, you yeah. you need a good deep dicking. That's why you know yeah. all this trolling, which you obviously aren't the person that's saying it, but They're the no, the medium what has I, it. But the thing is, is like what I'm saying is, is that getting upset about the fact that that happens is understandable. But you have like you you can't move forward without getting past that. People aren't just going to stop doing that. Sure, it's not just going to like. Okay, but it's okay. Also, you're right. I a, should not tell you to get in the kitchen a very, and make me a sandwich. It's, you're you're right in the fact, but I think that it's a very cold thing to think because you, as a white male, have not. Both of us have not had that thrown at us. And the thing is, and using your earlier example of uh, saying you listen to rap music and then getting the what people yeah, being yeah. like questioning you, what do you listen to? You know what? They'll question you. Yes. But they're not, or it might be defensive questioning, that sort of thing. Sure. But they're not going to be like, you know, eat a dick. They're not going to talk to you sexually about it. You know, I wish they would, to be honest. I wish people I would talk to me more sexually. Uh, people could call up Greg and just <laughs> accuse him of not listening to rap music and then ask what he's wearing. <laughs> that would be great. I think that the problem... Do you pro- have a sexy voice on the phone? Hi, have- how are you? I you do, really? I like long walks on the beach. Uh, no, you're not getting turned better. on. I think no. it's the face. That's it. <laughs> when I'm making the sound, I'm like, huh? yeah, what's that? Like? It's, it's a little, it's a, it's a little I think that this is basically like talking about abortion or gun rights right now because I, <laughs> it, it would be impossible to come to a solution that both sides would be happy with. You're either going to be on one side or the other, and this would be like solving at the end of the day. All of the world's problems on a uh, hour long podcast. It's obviously something you feel strongly about and something you feel strongly about. I'm gonna say you're right, Destiny. Destiny She's is the asleep. right one. Yes. All for all for dog rights. You you like a boy and you do- you hate when dogs get killed in games, don't you? Yes. Something I think sad. everybody hates yeah. when dogs yeah. get killed. Yeah, that's why people pissed about horrible. Fable too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I put the expansion pack and bring the dog back to life, which I did. Very good. Yeah. Um. Is there anything you want to end on a happy note with? No. <laughs> let's let's end with this <laughs> darkness. Yeah, it's, it's coming out what on the twenty fourth. Uh, this will be uh, yeah in in mid mid to late June. All right, Matt and I are pregnant. We're having a baby. That's fantastic. Done. Congrats. You let That's your so mom know. <laughs> Wait, they know, right? <laughs> they <Yeah>. know. <laughs> okay. Is My there mom. anybody who doesn't know? My mom. 
You haven't no, told no, him. No, no, we're kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Man. No. Why would you keep it? She's going to be really pissed when she finds uh, out. Uh, I don't care. She's a woman. <laughs> Jesus. No, Facebook at large doesn't know. Uh-huh. Family outside of their media. Yeah, they don't know. So we'll, we'll announce. They still won't know. They're without not going to watch debatable podcasts. I know. <laughs> without getting really, really into the details, you guys have been trying for a little bit, right? Yeah, over a year. Is it uh, is it immediately intimidating and frightening, or is it exciting? Uh, all of it. It would not feel real at all. So I took four tests, and everyone kept asking me like, oh, "How'd you find out?" And I'm like, "I peed on a stick <laughs> four times, <laughs> four times." And so the usual yeah. <laughs> every Saturday night. Peeing on a stick. How else do you find out? But um, yeah. Well, the first couple times they were, she was going through different types of wood. Yeah. Pardon what? <laughs> So it's it's, uh, it's it's the sonogram has seen more real, but um, yeah, it's it still doesn't feel totally real yet. Yeah. So I guess it's it, it's it's you you look well, at it as a really. Imp- I see it as being very real. Yeah. I, yeah like there's not there. <laughs> there is no like oh I'm maybe this is just all a lie and I was like no 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 this was after the first test I was like no this is this this is go time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get our stuff together. So we've been pretty awful about not telling people. It's right. like, you know, until, oh, wait, 12 weeks, whatever. And right. I'm like, hey, lady at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, there, is there a worry about where you, you feel like you are at, like, um, emotionally and, and maturity-wise? No. Yes. You yeah. feel like Because I know that, wise, Have you yeah. seen well, his basement? <laughs> <laughs> Good thing this is almost radio. <laughs> no, like there's there's a big thing maturity wise, and there's like for me it's and it's one of those things where it's like, and Greg, as my friend, you're gonna have to forgive me for saying this, but as I see my friends and what they're doing, <laughs> you know, I don't know where he's going. No, but right. I mean like, but like when I see what my friends are doing and like the thing and like somebody's getting upset over. You know the Star Trek movie or something right. like I, you know, I don't right. know, but I'm just as sure. a hypothetical. I mean, like, you know, like no, you got there. There's other things to worry about right. besides that. Right. You know, like, and there's there's plenty of times where I, I like, I really just want to tell people, grow the fuck up. Sure. Well, there's a there is like a a serious point. I don't I don't know the exact point, but there was this point when a few of our friends became cops. And one of our friends got a job in the government, and you got a serious job, I would say. Uh, I'd had a serious job. Yeah. I, I quit my serious job. Yeah. I feel like we're at that point that the only thing left is home ownership and having having a kid for a lot of us. No, no. There's no? still plenty of, like to worry about. As far as adulthood? As far quotes? as reaching that, that magical milestone that doesn't exist, like, here, maturity, you right. reached it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I think emotional and 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 psychological and and mental maturity. I think you gotta adopt a dog. Something to care for. Yes, I've like got a, a pl- momo. A plant. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, a a carnivorous koala at home. She has this new thing. She has this new thing where she makes this kind of raptor sound, and then she attacks me with her hands. That's all right. Megan used to walk around the house like a T Rex. <laughs> yeah, but then I would complain because my arms are too short for everything. Like I can't tie my shoes. And then that damn movie came out with a T Rex with the short arms, and I was like, well, "Stop following my life." And that's what I did. I walked around the house like a T Rex. But see, like that's the kind of thing. Like that's not the thing that gets me. Like that. That's the kind of thing that seems to be what's going to be fun about having kids. Like when you it's have. Totally get me. Because like because you can like goof around. You can be, you know. Right. 
an idiot a lot of time, and like, and there's a lot of stuff that I know I'll have a lot of fun with my kids, but right. then there's the other part about it for me. It's like everything that can go wrong, and now I have, like, now I'm gonna have this little idiot. And I know it's gonna be an idiot because it's mine on there that like well, I gotta honest, have to look out for. All kids are dumb. They are. Yeah. They don't come out knowing uh, Game of Thrones back, yeah. to, back yeah, to, but that's front fine. to back. As long as, you know, hopefully they won't do the same thing where they're bored in class and experience what noises they can get by banging their head on stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I that's point the kind out, of... I st- never did that. So yeah, I did it, Megan, and I'm admitting to it now on podcast live here that I don't want, you know, my kid to be that dumb. Do not even know the name of his podcast? <laughs> no. Oh. What is Debatably, it? I would say that the thing... No, um... The Sadashni Project? You're, yeah. That was the original. No. Uh, you are you are passing through that that doorway too. I you know, since you're such a traditional dude and I I respect that part of it because I I was brought up the same way that the fear and 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 the worry of fatherhood when I look at the type of father I had and wanting to make sure that I Am in in ways the same, but at the same time, uh, mm. very different than my. Father. Everybody wants to be better than their own parents, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. But it's yeah, look at the good stuff they did and just move away from that bad right, shit. Right, and I mean, I think all three of us have a, a very similar, a, a similar idea of wanting to be better than our gender counterpart that was our parent. Mm. I think it's interesting about this group too, Matt, because. Isn't it kind of true that we're all single child mentality? Even if we have siblings, we're like Not the me. the younger. Well, I mean, of our of our male friends. Matt was the baby. You were the baby, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris is the baby. Yeah. Adam's not. Scott. Adam is a. Scott is the baby. Yeah. Adam's not. Jay is the baby. Jay's the baby. Yeah. Um, There's a lot baby. of. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening. It <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Adam was the only one not. And let's be honest, does Adam count? To in a way though, he's not really connected to his sibling. Like his sibling is so much different that I feel like Adam in and of himself personality wise. Personality. <laughs> in his personality. What's up, Adam's sister, call me. His his personality is is that of a single child. I feel like maybe because he gravitates more to. I don't know. I've never thought of, of my personality as being that of a single child. Like it's you've never like it's like uh, the, the 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 final child the, the baby ba- the baby know. I feel like because if you you know the the thing is the amount of responsibility you have as an older child is sometimes way different than what the baby has to worry about. Yeah, also, but I, the that baby gets away thing. with some shit. Yeah, some shit that I never absolutely got with. Yeah, but That's like true. I don't know. I, I guess it's like I, I've I've never felt like it's that there was that that big of a gap between me and my brother right you know like there's i mean there is a big gap between me and my brother right. you know, not age wise but height wise he's about no he's <laughs> three same. inches we're about oh, the okay. same size. Yeah. i was gonna say he's a little taller you know but i mean like it's one of those things where i don't know i don't like i don't i disagree with you because it's like i can't i can't say that we all have the same he's mentality negative we all have the nancy same. He disagrees all the time. I, I, we've already established this. You're not really pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I never really married He's you. Just getting fatter. <laughs> I don't live here. I want to point out that he did admit that I was getting bigger. 
So she like, asked me. She was like, "I was like, am I starting to what show?" Do you and I'm like, "I want him to lie oh, for nine months." No, man, are you getting thinner? But then you're gonna start worrying about is the baby not big enough? That's why uh, every, yeah. everything comes a worry. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm gonna go to sleep for nine months. Guys, thank you for a nice long conversation. I think we um, solved a lot of the wor- world's no, ills. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> you feel good about it? We gotten past this, and it wasn't even an origin story. I didn't have to ask you where you were born, or where well, you went to school. Next time we do that, I'll make one up. Yeah, make a, make up an origin story. There I was in the hills of the Kilimanjaro. Yeah, rhinoceros to the right of me. <laughs> Turn this shit off. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Some or all of the music on today's podcast was brought to you by MusicAlley.com. If you liked any of the music, links to the artists and their songs are in the show notes. <laughs>